Yes, we are welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toladano. John Wall doesn't need no introduction. It's an insider's look at the NBA and culture surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick of the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The I Am Rappaport podcast is sponsored by Casper Mattresses. Casper.com. It's an award-winning sleep startup. Go to Casper.com. $50 off purchase of any size mattress. Put in the code Rappaport. R-A-P-A-P-O-R-T. Casper Mattress in New York City. You could keep the bed for 100 nights. You could get your freak on for 100 nights. If you do not like the bed after 100 nights, you can return the mattress within 100 days. That's a guarantee. Casper.com. The promo code is Rappaport. You get $50 off the mattress. We do not plug. We do not support. We do not take sponsorship from anything we have not tried and we are not passionate about 450%. This is the I Am Rapport podcast. I'm in here with my man, Brian Scalabrini. We are actually two different people. I don't know why. I'm looking at you, and I'm thinking, I don't understand why people compare us. They've been comparing us for years. You're like a red, red, and I'm like a strawberry red. No, here's the thing. I don't know if you remember this, but in Philly, my rookie year. Yes, I remember. Yo, my man, Scalabrini. Yo, if they ever make a movie of you, I'm going to play the character. No, Scal. And I played, like, at that point, six games in my no, NBA no, no, career. No, 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 I think it was the other way around. You came up to me, and no. you, it was, you were like, you were like, you were a rookie. And I was like, who the fuck are you? I was, it, was, it was Philly, right? Philly. It was the All-Star Game in yeah, Philly of the year. Philly. Anyway, this is the I Am Rapport podcast. I'm in here with my man, Brian Scalabrini, a.k.a. the White Mamba. The greatest nickname in sports. The, where did the nickname come from first? So Stacy King, I, I made I made these Nikes. You know, like a lot of guys get their shoes made. A lot of guys have their own line. 
So I, I, you know, Kobe came out with his black mambas. I came out. I, I made a pair of white mambas. You made them yourself. Like you know, like you, you went online and bought Nike, them. Nike, Nike ID. Right. But I get I get a little bit of coin on Nike right. ID. I can right. make my own shoe. It's right. Like, it's my deal, right? And I came in. I slapped him down on the on the. We were on the plane on their card table, and I said, "These are the white mambas right here." Like Kobe just came out with his. He had the commercials. I slapped him down on the table. Stacey King was like. That's it right there. You that was are now it. the White Mamba. And that was it. And I was like, go with it. And it's been a worldwide craze yes. ever since. Yes. So you sort of invented the White Mamba. Well, no, I made the shoes. Oh, and he said White Mamba. And he goes, I, go, I go, these are the White Mambas. You said, if you said these are the White Mambas, then you patented it. But then he picked it up and it's never been the same since. It's been like a fucking, it's like, it's like Toyota. Uh, it's like Coca-Cola. It's like Starbucks. It's taken off. It's sort of surpassed what Kobe was trying to do with the Black Mamba. I know. Has, I, has Kobe ever acknowledged you as the White Mamba? One time. Tell me. I introduced myself on Twitter. I said, like, like Kobe came out and said, with his tweet, he said, uh, the antisocial is now social. The Black Mamba's here. And then I come out two weeks later, which is something I kind of do with the LeBron James and the letter. And, you know, all my announcements always, like, piggyback off of the major stars right, in the NBA. Right. So Kobe came out, the Black Mamba is now the Social Mamba, whatever. And I come out, like, I held out longer than the Black Mamba. White Mamba is now on Twitter. Right. He acknowledged, welcome to Twitter, White Mamba. Yes. My followers went from, like, six to 36,000. Boom. Boom, like that. Fuck, I need to get a shout-out from Kobe for, on, on Twitter. I need to get a shout-out from Twitter. I, I want to jump. I want to make this real-time, and then I'm going to go into Scalabrini shit. You could ask me questions. I can ask it. you. All right. Got it. Let me ask you a question. We're in Game 3 of the NBA Finals. Right now, if you had to bet your house, if you had to bet everything you have on, on who you think is going to win this series, based on what you know, on what's happening right now, what would you do? If you had Warriors. To bet, the Warriors are going to oh, win. Easy. Easy. Yeah, if you had to. If, Last night was not fucking easy. Last no, night was no, a disaster. No, no. Listen, man. I have so many questions about the Warriors right now. I was Listen, feeling really good about Riley relax. about the whole thing. <laughs> I was, and now, now I'm not. I'm not. Relax, I have a lot of man. questions. Relax. Look at the Warriors. They got caught up a little bit in their three point shooting. Yes. They, okay. But here's the thing. You know, when you have real good three point shooters, you know what opens up the paint. Which brings me to my second question. But you okay. keep talking. Okay. So all you have to do. Steph went to the hole for the game winner, so the yes. tying score. Yeah. How easy was that? Yes. Okay, what about when he crossed over Delavadova and got to the bucket? How easy was that? Yes. Okay, everyone's scared to death of his shooting. When he goes to the basket, after he makes a few layups here and there, then all of a sudden the three-point shooting will open up. You can't, get, you can't just start jacking up threes without getting paint touches. He needs to go to the paint, and things will open up. Another guy, Draymond Green, will continue to drive the basketball, go to the paint, and then he'll open up the, the three-point shooting as well. Attack the basket first. Attack the basket because they're afraid of Steph Curry. Everyone's afraid of Steph Curry shooting right. the ball. Drive the basketball. And watch what happens. Game three, watch what happens. All right, now let me ask you a question. No one's been able to give me a straight answer on this. And it's not because I'm a fucking like a, a hurting Knicks fan and blah, 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 blah. All-star, former all-star, double-double guy throughout his career is sitting on the bench. I'm not even sure if he's a practice player All anymore. Right, I got you. Why is David Lee not the, playing? The problem with this podcast is going to be this. David Lee is going to play game three, and you're asking this question. You're going to have to edit this part no, out. No, I want to know. because so then He's going to play. He he's, hasn't played in four months. No, no, he's going to play in game why three. Why isn't David Lee playing? He will play in game three. Okay, but why hasn't he been playing? Because, because this is why. Because Festus had... 
a little bit of Festus Azili yes. played a little pretty good, pretty good in in the Western Conference Finals. He did a, a decent job in Game One, and people are gassing him up. They didn't. They blink their eyes, and LeBron goes eight zero when Festus Azili is in the game, right? And then he didn't play most space. You want you want to fall in love with the jumper? Yeah, most space can win you some games. He, yeah. he had a decent game one. Yeah, then he bricked the you know he bricked the, the dunk. At the end of the day, David Lee is a guy that when th- when Steph throws back to David Lee, he will score the ball. I know. Okay, so David Lee will play in game but, three. But how does a guy like, explain this to me? How does a guy like David Lee get ostracized and go so many games? Forget little playing time. Like, how does that happen in the NBA? Like to a guy like that, I know someone. I was asking someone else who's a supposed expert. I'm asking you. You're a supposed expert. Expert, break it down to me, Scal. How does a guy like David Lee? Not to say that he's you know Michael Jordan, but David Lee's a solid player. He's an inside player. How does he go from being David Lee to not playing at all? Like, is it the system? Like, what does David Lee not do that would make it so he wouldn't play it's this many very, games? A very simple answer. Give it to me. Okay, Draymond Green can shoot. Yes. So they always have a, a like a four man that can shoot in there. Right. They never really run a lineup where there's not a shooting four in there. Right. Even if they go small, it's most spades. I mean, so they always have a shooting four. David Lee can't shoot threes. Right. Okay. So then you want to play got enough threes already. Okay, but wait. Now you play him at the five. He can't defend that position. Now LeBron James goes down the, the, the bucket. Can he defend fives? Can he keep Tristan Thompson or Mozgov off the glass? No, but what he will he do— He can't bang with Tristan? No. Tristan's too strong? If Tristan was playing five and David Lee was your five, then LeBron would just drive the ball to the basket. The only reason why LeBron stopped driving the ball to the basket in the game is because Andrew Bogut's in there. When Festus gets in there, he's not afraid of Festus. He's not afraid of anybody. LeBron's really not afraid of anybody, but at least with Bogut, he's going to settle for a jump shot. So it's all about you know the intent. If LeBron sees David Lee at the rim, he's not going to slow down. Right. So when he sees Bogut, he's like, man, I better pull up. Like people don't I recognize got you. that. I got you. LeBron's not making the decision. Oh, well, I don't know. Maybe this time I'll pull up. No, he's driving the ball. He has his eyes on Bogut. All right, let me pull up this time, or let me shoot a floater because I know I can't go right to the rim when Bogut's in there. So you have to be able to defend the rim when you're playing against LeBron James. You have to you have to be able to defend the rim when you're playing against uh, James Harden too. Right. Right. So it looks like David Lee he can't necessarily do that, but what he can do is score. He can score. He can score. So how are you feeling? Like you. We're sort of around. You were there with the Warriors, the emergence of this team. Break down Steph Curry, his greatness. I'm going to throw him at you. Like, right. I mean, I mean, he's been spoken about so much. All right, all right. His his ability to shoot obviously makes him uh, special. It's because like Kyle Korver, Ray Allen, these guys can shoot off the catch. Right. All right. There's three types of shooting in the NBA, right? There's guys that spot up, like me. I stand right. in the corner, I wait for the ball, I shoot it. Right. Then there's guys that catch it Reggie Miller style, comes right. off the screen, right. catches the screen. That's the second type of shooting. The last one is shooting the ball off the bounce. Steph is one of those guys that can do all three. But his ability to shoot off the bounce, and you saw the ridiculous handle that he has. And the footwork. And the footwork to get his shot off. And it always seems like, and tell me if this is wrong, it seems like he's mastered shooting off the opposite foot and not looking off balance. No, I mean the way that he, uh, the way that he manipulates the dribble to get into his shot. Everything is set up by his handle, by his hesitation, by his herky jerkiness to get his shot off. Now that keeps guys on edge, right? Like I didn't realize that until last year when I was there coaching. I was playing against right. Him. Like you make, a, like you ever play against a guy and he makes a move and right. you gap him and yeah. he doesn't shoot it. Yeah. Like every mistake you make as a defensive player, he he can account for that. Boom! You make a mistake, shots up, it's gone. Right. So his ability to do that makes him special. Now his ability to also, I think his, his greatest strength is 
set up using that that shot to set up his drive, get to the paint, and make plays. He's also a very good finisher at the basket. So his greatness is all set up by his ability to shoot off the dribble. There hasn't been a player in the NBA that can shoot all three ways the way that he can, right? Or a guy who can shoot off the dribble the way he can. Okay. And all right, and and LeBron James. I mean, you played against LeBron James many, many times. You played against him as a Celtic, and I mean. Do you think this is the best form? Like I, I, I thought like, okay, he's going to start slowing down. Like whether he, whether the Cleveland wins the championship or not, I feel like LeBron James and whatever team he's on because he's he's competing for a championship with a shit team. I mean, I mean, not a shit team, but like, listen, he's not playing with the big three no, right okay, now. He's playing with, with kid and play. He's playing with kid and play. Amon Shumpert and J.R. Smith are kid and play. Okay, this is my words. This is not the words of Brian Scalabrini. I mean, it's not a shit thing. Tristan Thompson has, has emerged, but I'm saying to, the fact that they are competing so hard. I mean, what do you think? Like, I think like this guy's not going anywhere for like five or six years. Uh, we'll see what happens. I mean, I think the way moving forward, it'll be interesting what happens to Kevin Love. It'll be interesting what happens to Kyrie. Kyrie is a stud. LeBron's a stud. I still feel like... Kevin Love's not a great fit for them. So if you want to just look forward, right. then they're going to have to replace Kevin Love with somebody that's a better fit for them. I agree. So whether that be Paul Millsap, Draymond Green, whoever that is, they're going to have to find a better fit than Kevin Love because Kevin Love is a $23 million player right. who's not worth $23 million to the Cavs. On that team. Uh, yeah. You're not getting $23 million worth because you're not using it to his full potential. Correct. Correct. So I think that <clears throat> moving forward, it'd be interesting who they put in that position. Another one would be... How many like, eventually LeBron's gonna have is gonna start you know tailing off at thirty and like all these miles and all right. you know so when is that gonna happen we don't and know then, and then is is Kyrie gonna be enough or whoever else you have in your team gonna be enough I I look at the this not as like a this is a one or two time shot for right. Cleveland I don't look at this as like a dynasty I look at the Warriors as a team that moving forward could nail off a few finals, even a couple championships. So I look at him very differently. Okay. The, 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 I have to say, game two, now we're, we're moving forward, but that, that, I felt like overtime in the last fourth, the fourth quarter of that game was literally like a three-point shooting contest on both teams. Like yeah, it was, but one made – so Draymond has two, two field goals and Shumpert made one field goal. That's what we saw. It was a bad three-pointing shooting contest. It was contest. bad. It was so ugly. He's like, look and when it. you would – people, people – like somebody said to me, I was on the Keith Olbermann show, and Keith was like, I'm not watching the finals. It's ugly basketball. It is. And I tried to defend it, and then I was like, this is right. This no. was shit. No ball movement. No. Why aren't the Warriors moving know. the ball? I don't know. So listen to this. So is that Warriors, coaching or is that mentality? No, like it's like I, I, I'm, I'm sure Steve Kerr is saying, come on, guys, move the ball, trust your offense, right? But they're not moving the ball. But listen, this is insane. 30 assists or more. The Warriors got 30 assists or more 28 times this year. You know how many times? In, this happened zero times in the last 19 years. The last team to do that was the 94-95 Orlando Magic. So there hasn't been a team that clipped 30 assists in a game. Last right. night they had 16 assists. Not good. Not, no, the Warriors are nowhere near where they need to be. How about the Cavs? They had 14 assists. LeBron had 11 of them. I don't – listen, the way the Cavs are playing, I get it. They're slowing it down. They're grinding it out. He's, he's I call it, gooning to the basket. But they have an excuse. They're undermanned. Okay, I agree. And they're, they're playing with freaking frack, a.k.a. Yeah, but they did play. that game one. Game one with Kyrie, they played the slow down, grind it I, out. I understand it. I mean, I, I, I understand it so more in game two. Game, Way more in game two because LeBron has nobody else. Agree. Yes. But that style is the style that they're going to play. Go, go, you know what it is? 2001. 
Allen Iverson and the Philadelphia 76ers. It, you Come think down, it's that? Iverson loves a, a loop cut. He gets the ball. Now he's going isolation, and then he's going to the bucket. You know, I bet you Iverson shot a higher percentage than LeBron is shooting right, right now. So right. it's the same, and they got a bunch of defensive players. At least that team had the campaign with Tumbo. I find it very unique that the Warriors have not even got loose. They, I think they played eight minutes of good basketball in two. I agree. In 106 minutes of play, they played eight good minutes. I agree. All right, let me ask you a question. So just to just fill people in, I am the psychological evaluator for the team that me and Scalabrini are on. Scalabrini is, is participating. It's, a, it's called the tournament. The basketball tournament. The basketball tournament. The prize is a million dollars. A million. Former pros. Yeah. Anyone could get in and on this. Street ball players, college players, there's going to be pros. Nate Robinson's in it. Brian Scalabrini's in it. Matt Bonner's in it. Yeah. The, 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 we're calling what you, me, and Bonner are the big red three. Yeah, we're the big red three. I mean, does it get better than that? It doesn't get better than no. that. Did you see this tournament last year? I, I was vaguely following it. I wasn't sure it was real or not last year, but I guess Luke vouched for it. It was, like, legit. People had a great time. Matt was, Bonner is, is in the fucking NBA right now, okay? Yeah. And, and and we got Jason Williams on our team. Who else that, is on our team? I guess Capono and a bunch of guys from overseas that are, like, legitimate guys. Now, now I'm letting you know now, like, I don't fuck around, Scal. Like, I don't know where <laughs> your head's at. Like, I'm not – like, if you think that I'm going to be giving pep talks and it's going to be like, ha-ha, funny – no, like, I'm going to be like, yo, motherfucker, you're running suicides, okay? I don't care who you are. And, and I, told, I told Bonner, I said, all that bullshit that Popovich is doing, forget about it. I'm running this fucking team. I would love to know what the bullshit Popovich is doing. Okay, I'm saying, I'm saying, I'm coming in, it's, it's my show, okay. and, and, and my psychological evaluations and motivations are going to be different than what Pop does. That's okay. all I'm saying. And, but- I'm not, and I'm not here to make friends with these people. <laughs> I don't care. Jason Williams, a.k.a. White Chocolate, he's on our team. Capono three point shooting, like I'm. I'm letting you know now. Like, where is your head at? We're playing in in in, in about a month, about five weeks. Are you in shape? Have you been playing? And where the fuck is your head at, Scal? Tell well, me straight right. up right now. Because right. I'm, I'm doing two I mean, days. I, I told my team on email. You got the email. I, got the I said email. two a days at my house, at, starting at eight a.m. and then a follow up at five p.m. Now one person has shown up yet. Well, I mean, I'm there by myself. Yeah, but it's. Okay, hold on. Slow your roll. First of all, everyone... See, this is what I'm talking about. This is that NBA player, slow your roll, Rappaport, you're crazy. (laughs) I don't want to hear the slow your roll, because when we lose, I'm taking my fucking jersey off, I'm walking out with my dad bod naked. Okay, do you understand what I'm saying? Where's your fucking head at? Where's your head at? I'm telling you where I'm at. So I'm doing two days right now. I, I do... I lift and hoop in the morning. Like, tomorrow morning, I'm hooping at UCLA. Okay, with who? By yourself? Okay, but wait, 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 wait. I, I got, can go shoot around by myself anytime no, no, I want. I got two... And what's wrong with that? Nothing's wrong with All that, right. but we're going into competitive no, no, games. Okay, hold on. The prize is a million dollars. It's called the tournament. Hey, okay, listen. I played... The other night, I dropped 40 in the Sports Spectacular charity game. Okay, right. I heard you know, about that. All right. And then yeah, I played... The actors were playing in that. They count for nothing. Terrell Owens was playing that. All right, I shut him down. I won MVP in the celebrity game. I shut him down. He couldn't score five points off me. Yes. No way. The footage, I'll cut to the footage right now. I want to see you shut I shut Terrell Owens down. I won MVP. I scored four points, had eight fouls. He tried to dunk it on me. I stripped him, and I said, not in my house, motherfucker. I said that right to him. Okay, so go ahead. You scored 40 points. Listen, I don't want to brag about that. I know there were actors playing. Sal Masakela was in there. He's a surfer. He fucking ruptured his Achilles heel. I'm talking about real bass. Who are you working out with at UCLA? Because I need to approve this shit. Okay, hold on. There's been I have two runs. 
sometimes I go to UCLA and I hoop in the morning. Ty Sedney's there. Mm-hmm. We play with some other guys, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of these guys are di- probably guys like you. Mm-hmm. No, that's not guys you want to <laughs> be working out but with. Wait. Again, that's not guys you want to be but working wait. out with. Let okay, me also, ahead. I've been working out with Jamal Crawford. Okay. And Jordan Crawford. Okay. Uh, Bismack Biombo. Okay. Uh, Ray McCallum. Like guys who play. So you're in shape. No. Fuck, Scal. Well, when do you get in shape? I'm, listen, and then. You're getting in shape? And then I run mountains. Where, Runyon? No, you I run to... over in, in Palisades. Okay, we're going to have, no, see, that's it right there. You're in the mountains. I'm going to take you to Runyon Canyon sometime this week. I'm going to see what you're made of. Because okay. I'm running Runyon Canyon. I'm there again. Well, I know anything you can do, I can do better. That's fine. Okay. We're, we're going to see, because I'm up there with my dog, and All I'm right. trying to do two-a-days with this fucking team. And, the, and Jason Williams, wherever you are, Matt Capono, wherever you are. <laughs> Jason Capono. Jason Capono. <laughs> and Matt, Ma- Matt Bonner. <laughs> listen, you guys, you think this is a fucking joke. White chocolate, we've never met, but I feel like we're kindred spirits. Oh, he's in, you know, did you see the YouTube highlights of him? I know he's doing it. I don't care what he's doing on YouTube. I'm t- I need to see it in front of me, and then I need to have the psych evaluation where I talk to him. I look in his eyes, and I say, where's your head at, white chocolate? All right, here's the thing. I think you're really going to, like, here's, you're like Bogut, okay? Bogut in the regular season, which is, I, I would consider the first round, a little bit overrated. But once you go far, like, once you go to that second round, and in the finals— you see where Bogut's value is. Okay. Okay, so I see your value being stronger in Chicago and New York than you are here in L.A., the first two rounds. We're going to get through the first two we rounds. Are? No problem? No problem. See, but what I'm thinking is, is that that's not a good mentality. No, no, the, I know the, the it. The ante is raised in this, this tournament. No, but we're going to, like, like you're, it's going to be like Thibodeau. Your voice is going to grow stale by the time we get to New York. I don't, I'm not like Thibodeau. Oh, I'm My voice saying, ain't going out. I was My saying. voice is not, you're not going to hear me husky and raspy and like, I can't, I can't. When I talk, <laughs> trust me, until the wheels come off of this motherfucker and I'm walking away with a, th- a million dollars, okay. I am not shutting up and the voice will go nowhere. I, this is a final tuned instrument. All right, I, I, I'm with you on that, but just just know that if you go too hard early, you're going to lose guys. You won't lose me because we're boys. Oh, you mean guys will check out to my yeah. system? No, no, they won't. No, they fucking won't. No, they fu- I don't care. Oh, I played overseas. I played with Popovich. I have rings. I don't give a fuck. This is this is this is this is a different system. That's what I'm trying to let everybody know. Right. This is a different all right, system. All right, all right, all right. Okay. I mean, is there any team that you're aware of? Nate's team is really good. Who's on Nate's team? Nate's team has a bunch of ballers from Seattle. I just played in a tournament up there. Just they the got other dudes day. up there, right? Well, they're they're a little on the, they're a little small, so they don't have a lot of size, right? But they just they all guys in Seattle. Yeah, they play got, ball. They they hoop. They play like we play three on three all right. the time. We play five on five. Like they don't. St- we just hoop in Seattle. We're not about this workout stuff. Right. And right. My workout guy. No right. man. We go to the gym. We shoot and all that bullshit. Yeah, we don't do any of that stuff in Seattle. No, let me ask you something. These guys, so many devastating injuries to young players. All right. I mean, it breaks my heart to watch Kyrie Irving. I mean, I was going for the words, but that watching him walk off the way he did and knowing he knew something was yeah, yeah. bad. Agree, agree. Because otherwise, agree. why would you leave the court with two minutes to go? You would at least yeah. stay and watch. And and the Russell Westbrooks and the Kevin Durant and the the, the obviously the Derrick Roses. Do you have? Any is there any sort of talk of why the injuries are happening to these guys so young? Because I just don't remember a time when so many great players were suffering from serious injuries. I don't know. I mean, if if you did a study of it, you probably it would take ten years to finally figure out the way. Then, but I I told you I was playing with Jamal Crawford. Jamal Crawford comes in the gym, he gets his shots up for about ten to fifteen minutes, and then he then we play three on three, four on four, full court. 
back and forth, back and forth, and he's just basically working out during the game. That might be a better way of doing it than than having a workout guy. And this CrossFit like, craziness. I mean, or any of these things that these guys are doing. But I don't know the answer to that question. I'm not I hate a seeing it. I hate seeing yeah, it. You want to see guys go out there, but then like. You look at LeBron, he's he's very durable. There's some guys that are ex- extremely durable. I know. And some guys that aren't. It's a lot of these athletic guards. Super athletic I mean, Derrick Rose, it, it kills me oh, to yeah, watch that. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, Re- Re- West- Westbrook is a freak because the, he's come back from two two serious injuries, and it's like you can't stop but him. But the first one was a like a – like there's a difference between – what they call it, non-contact injury. Yeah. You go up, you come down, you fall, bam, right? But those are the ones that are getting meniscus. Okay, but like when we saw Westbrook, Patrick Beverly, his first initial injury was Pat- Patrick Beverly reached and he hit his knee and boom, he tore his meniscus, right? Yeah. So that's a that's a contact injury. Those are going to happen. They're going to happen to anybody. But the non-contact injuries are the ones that that you're probably bringing up. The guys that the Derrick Rose goes up, comes down, doesn't touch anybody, right. and does the ACL. So, yeah. I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. I think if someone's really studied it, you would find out that maybe all this working out is not good for guys. Maybe it's better just to go out there and hoop. I don't yeah, know. I don't know what it is. I, I, I see. For me, I never had to worry about that. And I'm going to tell you something else about my game. And then because I know no, I know people aren't really interested in my game. But the fact that I was, I'm, I'm 45 now. I've never lost a step because when I was 15, I was the same speed, which is the beauty of being me. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like, I haven't slowed down a bit. You were definitely a glasses half full type of guy, yeah, right? Yeah, in my prime, I was the same speed that I am now at 45. So that's kind of like an that's advantage nice, I have. That's nice. That's nice. Now, and not a lot of people can actually say that. I haven't lost a fucking step. Yeah, I didn't. I, I, how could you lose what you never had? Yeah, agreed. You, you know, the, the, I, so that, are you bragging about that? No, I'm just you know what? I bet you it's there's a, a lot of 45-year-olds that would say that, right? I doubt there were that many. No, I bet you there's a lot of guys that like, like, man, I never lost a step. Yeah, you never had a you step. You never had no uh, – There was How st- did you get the MVP of that game? Ask Terrell Owens, my no, friend. No, I mean, seriously, because – Hard because fouls, like, rebounds, and tenacious nose-to-nose. No, no, seriously. Def- I'm, no, I'm, you think this is a joke? No, I think, I think there's some other way you got the MVP. The late, great Stuart Scott handed me the trophy – and and we should, you had four points. Okay, and I had and I had six fouls. They actually they actually gave me a seventh foul. The late great Stewart Scott handed me the trophy, and 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 he 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 had been through moments of greatness, seeing NBA Finals over and over. But when he handed me that, I could see tears in his eyes because of he saw greatness. Like and, and and he never said this to me, but that was a moment that I had. That was my Stewart Scott. Yeah, moment. but it wasn't most improved. It was MVP. They don't give that out to just MVP, anybody. Like that's four right. points. Four points. I mean. Okay. So nose to nose defense. How many points were scored in the game? Is it because you locked up T.O.? I locked his ass up. So that's why so they you, gave you the MVP? So you telling me you scored 40 on T.O.? Like, I'm not fucking impressed, Scout. I don't know where the fuck your head is at. Let me move forward. Fine. Let me move forward. Fine. This is in the past. Agreed. The MVP that I won. I don't I know, talk about I, my awards. Right. I'm an award-winning director. I've done so many things. All right, here's a question I want to ask you. How many years did you play in the NBA? 11. Give me your, if you had to pick top five players you played with. All right. Top five players you played with. If you had to make your all the team that were guys that you were on your team, who would they who would they be? Give me your top five that you yeah, that so were on Jason your team. Jason Kidd would be the point guard. Yep. Then I'd go Ray Allen, Paul Pierce, uh, Garnett. Damn, that'd, that'd be the you know Garnett the power forward. Now the center is a hard one because right. you know I could throw Rasheed Wallace in there, but Ooh. but in when he played with us, he wasn't in his prime. But in his prime, he's one of the best of all time. Right. right? For that whatever stretch that was when they won the championship with the Pistons, you know I can throw in a guy like a PJ Brown in there. I can throw in a tough, uh, hard nosed Kendrick Perkins. I can throw in, ooh. I can throw in. Uh, let me think. 
Dikembe Mutombo. I can right. throw in Alonzo Mourning. Shit. You know, like, I mean, I can throw in Joe Kim Noah. And, and there's like guys. So I don't, I don't know who would. But your center. You don't have a clear center. Yeah. Or I can shift. Is Joe Kim, is Joe Kim a center or is he a power forward? He's a, he's a multi-purpose guy at, the, at that position. You know, if you want to say everyone in their prime, I'd have to say Alonzo Mourning. Because he was right. like, so good in his prime. I just didn't play You played with him. with him at the tail end. Yeah, and the same thing with Matumbo. Matumbo, ridiculous. Like, you could say that Matumbo, J. Kidd, Kevin Garnett, Ray Allen, Paul Pierce, that team wouldn't lose either. But it would be, it'd be interesting to put together, like, a, one of my team, teammates' all-time great teams. Okay, that's, that's fair enough. Now, when you get drafted, I, I, this is a question I'm – because, you know, this is the reality. When I grew up, I had hoop dreams. All I right. wanted to be in the NBA. They turned into a nightmare when I was about 14 or 15, and I, I saw other people, like, and I was like, not only am I not going to be in the NBA, I'll be lucky if I start on my high school team. Okay? <laughs> but when you – now, every kid has that. And then, obviously, you took it to the next level. When you get drafted, you show up to the Nets preseason camp. Who's on that team? Jason Kidd? Who? Who else? Kenya Martin, Kerry Kittles, Keith Van Horn. Um, a guy like Aaron Williams, who I didn't even know right. who was a stud, and then my rookie class, Richard Jefferson, Jason Collins. Like, Fuck. there's a lot of good players that were on that team, and I was completely overwhelmed. Yeah, but are you like, holy shit, Jason Kidd just passed me the ball, or or is that, or, or are no. you beyond that? But like, I look at it like the way I describe when I play basketball. It's, I mean, it sounds fucking ridiculous, but like, it's just like the matrix. I just look at the the yes and the no's, like. I get the ball's coming to me. I go to shoot. I'm guarding a guy. He likes to go right and counter back left. I'm not saying to myself like, "Oh my God, I'm guarding Kenyon Martin or Jason Kidd's coming on That's me." That's never break. crossing your mind. It's not like that. even early in, in in whether I'm even playing against another guy. But sometimes like oh, I'll be guarding Tracy McGrady and he would do something. I I I'd, I'd be playing it like okay. I know he likes to do this, and then he would go and he'd make this move and he'd get fouled. And then I think, man, I'm so overmatched right now. It's ridiculous during but the be, game. But I'm be at the free throw line. But then when the game starts up again, I'd go back to what I'm doing, what I need to do. I'm not like – I'm never in awe of who I'm going against ever during that time. I got you. I mean, I, I've guarded LeBron sometimes. I'm not right. in awe of, of LeBron. I'm thinking, oh, i got to keep him away from his right hand. i got to force him right-left. When he goes left, i got to jam him so he can shoot. What would like, be the fucking scouting report on LeBron James? Like, what's the quote-unquote well, weakness? Is I, when I played against him, he was much different than he is now. He's right, so much better now. Right. Back when day, he would go right all the way to the basket, go left and pull up. But now he's just so much more complete. But, you know, I, I would think – like, I would think with LeBron, especially this series – you know, you want to just like keep throwing bodies at him. That's like, it. That's all you body, can do. But don't don't let him catch his breath. Don't let him dribble the ball and catch his breath. Just like continue to pressure him. Even if at the at the rate, let's say they don't shoot thirty two percent, but they, he shoots forty percent from the field by by increasing the pace by speeding him up. I think it'll help their offense. But I, I think that that's the way. If you let him dictate where he wants to go, I feel like you'll be in trouble. Strongest player, where you were just like on the physical strength, where you were playing against somebody, where they were on your team, where you were like. What the fuck is this? Yeah, I mean, that, that's, the easy answer to that is Shaq, but that's not what the real answer would be. Shaq is like a ridiculous human being. Right. But I didn't really like go against him. Here's a guy I had to go against, and I had no answer for him. In Detroit, a guy named Corliss Williamson. Yep. I had no answer for what he did. He was so strong. He was so low to the ground. You couldn't do any tricks. 
he he kept his dribble alive. I had no help because they had a bunch of shooting. So that my rookie year was like my nemesis. But then I studied film. I got stronger, and I realized, okay, you can do X, Y, and Z to stop him, and you and I have a better chance. But there was a point there where I literally, without his mercy, and they and I was the rotational player my rookie year. There's no one else to sub in, so I had to guard him, and it was tough for me. But you know, there's a lot. You get used to the physicality. If, if we played every day. You would right. get used to eventually, okay, well, I know when he hits me, I know what to get used to. I like, need to brace myself. Yeah, but before, you're, at first, you're like, what the hell was right, that? Right, But eventually, you get used to it. And it's just like anything. When I go into the training camp, every season, I was always surprised by the impact from just taking those three months off, four months off in the offseason. But you get used to it in about two or three weeks. Kevin Garnett, notorious shit talker. Yeah. I mean, would he, like, they, I've heard from people that every practice, meals, Drinking water, on the bus, off the bus, full tilt, shit talking, never slows down, like they call it a high motor. What was it like with Kevin Garnett during that championship run? Like, Talk to me about the greatness of Kevin Garnett. Okay, so uh, he has a lot of different personalities. When he would hit the floor, he was all business. When he was in the weight room, all business. 60 minutes before the game, all business. But before... But, like, from 60 minutes on. But before that, he was really, like, cared about what other people, uh, like, hey, Scout, how'd your one-on-one game go with Sam Cassell? Or, what's up, man, how the kids? Like, he was like that as well. But when it was time to work, he was all about business. Now, the shit-talking, you know, he wasn't the greatest shit-talker. Like, Paul Pierce was the greatest shit-talker. Okay, explain that. Because he's Paul. The content? Yeah. You know, he would, like, like, he would say something to a guy. And the guy would sit there and think about it. Like, did he just say that to me? Was that was he giving me a compliment? It's kind of like a backhand confusing compliment. you. Yeah, and what I like Garnett that. would be like, look at the back of a guy's jersey and be like, man, I don't even know your name, and you're out here with me. That's crazy. You're only gonna be out for about two minutes, and you're going right back to the bench. Like that would that would be Garnett. Like, like he wants to. He wants to. He's just like he's just trying to fucking just dominate yeah. you. And Pierce would say slicker shit. Slick shit. Like like uh, like. He like this no the Noah thing. Garnett said to Noah like, like Noah want, want talk to Garnett. Hey Garnett, you work out with so and so. So Garnett would be like, man, can you believe this guy's talking to me? And Pierce Pierce would join in. Yeah, man, I can't believe he's talking to you. But I I think he won a couple of national championships. But that's about it for him. He's done after this. So Noah's like, oh yeah, he knows about the national championships, but. He oh, just shit it on me. Shit it on me along the way. Okay, you know, like he's trying to say I ain't gonna be a good NBA player, but that's how Pierce was. He was real conniving with his shit talk. Who would try to talk for you, opponents? Who for you specifically? Like you were like, this guy is just too much. Who who would go after you specifically Come, and trash talk? To talk me? shit. shit to- oh no, no one, no, no one. one, no one. Because like, why would you waste your breath? Now I would hit him up with like, if I scored. I would say, like, oh, man, you're in trouble now. You better score this possession because if not, the coach is going to take you out of the game. You just got scored on by the worst player in the NBA. And so they would be like, oh, I got to get back. I got to score before the coach takes me out. So you would so play would, in that role. Oh, yeah, I would I would embrace that all the way. Like, I can't believe you just got mad. And then if I hit two buckets, like, oh, my God, I might go for my career high on you. Right. And, you and you know, all my buckets are on SportsCenter. Right. I, I would say stuff like that. Okay. And I was notorious for talking shit to, for another guy. Like, KG, you're oh, locking these dudes oh, up. or like, But KG I, doesn't need anyone to no, talk no, no, shit. No, no, no. He's he not. He seems as, like he's fucking nuts, yeah, man. Yeah, he is, but is he's he, not. Is he, like, jacked up on Coca-Cola nah, and, like, Starbucks? No, no. He's, like, he's locked in to the game plan. He's also very locked in. He's not just, like, out there just playing. Where Pierce has, like, the, a little bit of a flow to him. Garnett is, like... 
He's real locked in. Okay. Game game one, game preseason, game finals, it's all the same to him. All right. I, I Now, I want you to guess who this was. Chauncey Billups. I, I had a conversation similar to, to, to this with, with him, and I was just asking him everything. I said, who's the most talented player you ever played with? Who do you think he said? Rasheed Wallace. He, he, he didn't say Rasheed. Rasheed. He told me J.R. Smith. Really? Pure talent. Oh, wow. I'm surprised by that. J.R. Smith, to me, is a fucking... Like, who's the person, like, you thought would be the greatest, 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 and, like, you were like, and they never really panned out panned in the NBA? Out? Well, I, like, I mean, like, I think Rasheed Wallace could have gone down as the greatest power forward next to Tim Duncan. Yeah. But it's just, like, I don't know... He Did was, he not want it enough? No, Did no, I don't think enough? it's... I, I don't know if it was any of that. I don't know if, like, he wanted to be that. I don't know any of those things, but I've never seen a guy... The, when, when he came to the Celtics, he was already over the hill, right? right? He right. played just one year or whatever. He didn't retire. He, he was really good for us. When he was in the preseason, the way he was cooking, it was ridiculous. He was cooking Garnett in, right. that, in, in, in training camp. Really? It was insane to see. It was like I couldn't believe it. Like Garnett was getting scored on, and, there, and Rasheed was talking to him about it. We've never seen anything like that before. That talk about a psychological war because those yeah. are two great shit talkers. Yes. Yeah, so I was, I was shocked that it was happening, but – couldn't sustain it, but skill, like step out, hit a three, go on the post, right shoulder, then go to the middle of the paint, come back left hook, then come back right hook. I mean, you just scored on Garnett, who's one of the best defensive players in the game, right? and you scored on him three different ways, four different ways in a row, and you told him about it. Like We never even uh, remotely saw anything like that. How did Garnett respond to that? Uh, he was, I looked like he was pissed. All right. You were in Boston, the great Doc Rivers. Yeah. Doc Rivers is now coaching NWA, the Clippers. Who's NWA? Never winning anything, the Los Angeles Clippers. Okay, I'm sorry. I feel so bad I'm that sorry. they lost. I'm I sorry. really do. I I'm feel sorry. so bad. Okay, my first question is, and then you, you, you were also coached by Tom Thibodeau. Yeah. Now, these guys that are getting fired, they, they, they said they dismissed them or parted ways with Thibodeau. I say the general managers who who part ways with the coaches that they argue with, despite the fact that Thibodeau had a great winning record, winning record. Now you, you motherfucker, you should have to coach the team since you're so smart. Who's the GM that fired him? Gar Foreman, John Paxson. Okay, now you coach the fucking team. You could do better. Like when they had this strife, like Mark Jackson, like he brings them to the almost the pinnacle. Why are they firing these coaches? Doc Rivers is not going to get fired. But if 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 you look at it on paper. That would be more – if I had to say – and I love Doc, but if I look, if you look at it on paper, Doc Rivers would be the one whose job should be a question because the way they lost. Thibodeau, they were undermanned. He's always won. I mean, wh- wh- why are they firing these coaches? Does it have, is it have to more to do with the way they get along with the GMs, or is it X's and O's, or is it a little bit of both? Because um, they fi- – I don't know what the fuck happened with Mark Jackson, but, but, but it's like they fired him. But clearly that was the right move. How is that not the right move? But how do we know that they wouldn't have been able to step or get over the hump this year? I'll tell you how. Why? One one Warrior team passed the ball 239 times a game. This Warrior team passed the ball 315 times a game. This Warrior team had 30 assists over 28 times in a game. It hasn't been done in 20 years. This Warrior team is the best defensive team and second-best offensive team in the NBA. So were they on the pace for this? You know, they still ran isolations. They still were 19th. Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green, Bogey, all these guys, they were 19th in the NBA in offense last year. Right. So, yeah, they made the right move. I mean, is that the wrong move? I got, and I'll no, tell you no, this. I got Listen, you. I'll tell you another one. 
Listen, the Thibodeau thing, they don't get along, right? Who? Him in the out, the front office. Yeah. But when is it not getting along? Is it go, I want you to play him more? I want you, or is it like you're an asshole? No, I'm an asshole. Is no, it no, like it's a, probably, like, what I know is it's, it? I'm sure it's basketball stuff. It's, it's not like personal. It's not like like I'm a Republican, you're a Democrat. But, so then what is it though? but if they're winning, if they're doing well and they're they, they are Joachim was was fucked up this year, right? He was hurt a yeah. lot. He didn't never look like his full step. Obviously, Derrick Rose was cu- touch and go the whole year. What's the problem? Right, like, here, what can he do? Right, what do they expect? I want more? everyone to understand. Are, break it down, okay, Scout. So I'm gonna let you guys know. Like, listen, the white mom is about to fucking break it down. <laughs> okay, listen. Sometimes it, it's time for like coaches are going to get fired and they're going to move on to another place and they're going to coach and they're going to do a good job there. Yeah. It's just the way it goes. Yeah. And some of these coaches that get recycled can't coach and, and some of these coaches that get recycled can coach. Right. But that environment with management and coaches fighting and players like what's going on here, it's a dysfunctional environment. So part ways. Part ways. But what is the dis- the thing that I'm trying to get at is, and you could just give an example. You don't, Maybe you don't know but, or whatever. Like, What are they arguing about? Playing like, time. Pl- like, Why aren't you playing this person? Why, aren't why, you, playing why are you playing this pl- person 40 minutes when we have this rookie, Doug McDermott, that could play? You should be playing him 20 minutes a game. I got you. Like, just blend. Like, look at Pop. Pop blends all of his minutes. No one plays over 30 minutes. And so that's what they do. When you come to a huddle and there's five seconds in the game and, and, and you're down one point, as a player, do you know they're gonna like my coach Doc Rivers is gonna call one, two, or three plays? Is it is it him making it up and on the fly? Like like how much like how, when you guys are listening to the play like and he's articulating it? How many times have you practiced these plays? Sometimes like Thibodeau, every play has been worked on and timed and 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 ran through. He's not improving stuff. Doc has with with the team with Garnett. Pierce, Ray Allen, Rondo, very high bas- basketball IQ guys. Doc can completely improv that. Now, I'm saying he probably has practiced that or saw it somewhere else and right. made, a, made a little tweak for his own team. Right. But he can make up anything on the fly, and they can go out there and do it because they were really smart people. Okay. But some players can't do that. They have to have ran through it ten times. So you have these in the, in your back pocket. It just depends on how you do it. Okay. I'm throwing questions at you. You said Rondo. This guy is a mystery to me. He seems so talented. He 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 butts heads in the two places he's been. Tell me about playing with Rajon Rondo. What do you think the future of Rajon Rondo will be? I'm not sure what the future will be because I'm just going to let you know. Like He's one of my best friends. Like Guys who I played with, guys who I communicate with, guys who, that I know and how they play. And we'll talk basketball for 45 minutes. It'll seem like three minutes. So I'm in the fray with Rondo. Right. So I can't step away and see. And I understand. I'm not stupid where I understand he does some crazy things. But the way I look at him is like, like listen, this guy is – the smartest player I've ever played with. He's also, um, you know, pretty talented as far as his skills, his size of his arms, his, right. his ability to. He's manip- unselfish. Yeah, he passes the ball. So I don't. I'm not a, a good guy to evaluate Rondo because I think that he's a gr- like a great player. But a lot of people look at him as like he's going to have a hard time getting a job next year, which I don't see that. But I look at Rondo as a guy that's a. You know, a $14, 15000000 million player. But right. people see it differently than I do. I felt like people expected things to flourish in Dallas, and they didn't. And there's been the bumps. And I just – the thing about Rondo that I don't get is, like, you don't see him doing anything. But then you hear him and the coach didn't get along. And, you know, and him and Doc didn't get along. You hear these things. So And, and I just – I love the way he plays. And I love unselfish. I love pass-first 
point guards and he seems like a pass first point guard and he makes things like for the layman like he's kind of he's not that fast he does these kind of trickery ymca plays and i want to see him do good well he is fast and he is a freak athletically you just can't see it when he grows and that's the biggest thing since his knee injury his ability to create separation off the pick and roll that that has gone away and that was his greatest strength because of the speed. Because yeah, it's I don't know, and I feel like like with hard work, he'll get back to that. He'll get back to how he was because you know he is coming off of ACL, right? So he had the ACL surgery, and he and he goes to his rehab, and he comes back. But he to me, he was never the same athletically as he was before the ACL. Okay, before the ACL, he had 44, 15, and ten, and you're like, wow, this guy's amazing. But after the ACL, he'd come off those screen and rolls, and the separation just wasn't there. But eventually, your 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 leg gets back to normal. It just takes time. But I don't really know what's going to. End up in the Lakers. I don't know what's going to happen to him. Do you think the Clippers? I'm bouncing around. I, we go back to NWA, aka the Clippers, never winning anything. Do you think the Clippers are going to be able to bounce back from what happened this year? I would I mean, assume so. I would assume so. Like, what needs? Like, do they do they change players? Like, no, I, I mean, mean, I think their starting five is really good. I, I I've always been a fan of Austin Rivers. To be yeah. honest with you, I'm not. I'm not. Right when he got traded, everyone was like, "Can you believe Doc Rivers did that?" I'm like, "Yeah." This guy can defend the point guard. You have Jamal Crawford who can't defend ones. So you have a guy now with some serious size. You need if you're going to go in the Western Conference, you're going to play against Chris Paul. You, I mean, you're going to play against Steph Curry. You're going to play against Tony Parker. You're going to go and, and play against Drew Holiday. You go down the list of all the point guards in the West. Right. Uh, Damon Lillard, whoever you want, you're going to go against. You better have some size on the ball because that's what's getting, it's not going to be some midget on the ball, and you're not going to have a guy that's not very quick. So you get. Austin Rivers to go in there to defend that point guard position. He's extremely good defensively. He's, he's good laterally. So I was high on that move. So I like Austin Rivers. And then I actually like Spencer Hawes. He had a terrible year this yeah. year. I thought he would have been better. I think they go out and get Pierce next year. I think they, they sign Pierce to that. They use their middle level and sign Pierce. Because he he showed he's got – his style of play – Depending on, hopefully he doesn't get an injury because he's so he he doesn't jump like you exactly like that's the time I'm saying he never like he was quicker he might be lost half a step but that herky jerky the way he he plays I mean it's yeah. beautiful to watch yeah. okay let me ask you something more questions the Knicks if 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 you if if they said Scal we want your fucking two cents actually we want your ten cents. What would you do if you had anything to do with the Knicks? Help me out. Because being a Knicks fan, did you see the documentary I directed, When the Garden Was Eden? The 30 yes. for 30? Okay. Yes. They, they're saying that that might have been the best fucking thing that's happened to the Knicks in the last 40 years because this season was a disaster. <laughs> Actually, it wasn't. You got the fourth pick. Okay. And, and we're going to pick who? And we're going to get who? These guys. Mule or that's a good D'Angelo Russell. I, I don't think I Philly, like him. I like him. I don't him. think Philly would pass on D'Angelo Russell. You'll probably get Mudele. But, but um, it, it, there's a fundamental flaw with the Knicks right now. I'll tell you what it what is. What is it? It's Phil Jackson hating on three point shooting. Listen, the game is going to three point shooting. He they shoot the least amount of threes in the NBA. They make the least amount of threes in the NBA. Join in on the movement. The movement is three point shooting. You got to get guys that can shoot the ball. If you want to win, you got to have guys that can shoot threes. And you got to move the ball, and not the triangle where everything is scripted. I'm telling you, those days are gone. If you, I'm, is he like locked into the, just the triangle? I don't know. I can't. I can't sit here and say yes. I don't know. They run triangle. It looks bad at times. There's no Jordan. There's no Kobe. Right. There's no Shaq. No. It doesn't look good. But there, I don't there, know. We don't even have guys that look like their cousins. There's no Jordan. There's no Shaq's cousin. There's no. I mean, <laughs> this was a rough season, man. This was a rough. I wish. Season. I, I know. You know the thing. The Knicks. I wish they would have won the lottery because. But the pick who? Like, now we're going trade to the lottery. Okay, trade. You could trade the number one pick for a lot. Okay, who's going to be the number one pick? 
Towns? Towns? I mean, is that guy going to come in there and really know, impact people will your trade. team? They, is Jalil Okafor ready for the NBA yeah, right now? All these rookies are going to be fine. I mean, Jalil Okafor is 19, and he's a fucking big man. What's and, wrong and with he, that? I'm saying he's not ready to play NBA basketball right now as a first-round pick, okay. as a number one pick. You're, you're the problem with the Knicks. You're impatient. You're impatient. impatient. I'm 45 fucking years old. I yeah. don't want, we're, not the, we're not the Boston Red Sox. We're, we're not the fucking Chicago White Sox. I don't want to be on my deathbed going, I hope they win a championship before I – this is New York I'm talking about I know. About I now. understand that. I understand that. This is the thing that I have not understood here. Oh, How come the Knicks can't get free agents? Why are they not players? I'm asking. You're asking me. I'm doing. Yeah. I'm a. I, I'm doing a podcast for a living, Scal. You're supposed to be the. Expert. I don't understand it. I. I love New York. I, I don't know understand it's fun. why. Like LeBron, right? Mm. Like it, you really got to think about it. Miami's fine, but the fans get there like in the second quarter. They left before yeah, the they game left. was over. Yeah, game six. And Ray Allen is the yeah. shot. And then they're begging to get back yeah, in. Like you dumb fuck. Right, you're not you, getting back like, in. You are left. You serious? You're down by five. And there's that much shit to do in Miami. I that know. There's nothing. Like, nothing. Like, How that, many parties are you like, going to go to? Yeah, like like you could go the night before. How much fucking Molly are you going to take? You really need to leave game six I, and go I, drop no, some I don't Molly? know. Like, like, they're down four. Let's go. Yeah, we got to go. I it's mean, game six of the finals. Of all, like, the stuff doesn't even go down until 1 a.m. No, I don't, the party's not starting. I don't starting. understand why they left. I don't understand why yeah. they left. I don't understand why... Wait, okay, everybody, game one of the NBA Finals, and half the Miami crowd is not here yeah. yet. I don't get it. But in New York, yes. even when they sucked, yes. that place is rocking. Yes. Like, I don't get it. Not this year, Scal. Okay, no, no, I no. I mean, when we sucked this year. No, like, you still look at I went there when it was Clyde's 70th birthday. Yeah. And, and you know, you got the base and the Oregon. Yes. Like, that place is awesome. I, I don't get it. I don't get like if you're a free I'm agent. I'm not going to say why because I don't want to get. I, I like getting my my tickets on the floor. I'm not going to give my state my opinion on this publicly, but I have a strong inkling, inkling, inkling as to why. I don't get it. I, I don't. Mean, if like if I'm if I'm like if I'm a rookie, if I'm John Wall, I'm like all right, man. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna play for the qualifying offer, and I'm going to New York, and I'm gonna take in. I'm gonna take my boy. I'm gonna hey Clay Thompson, you want to come to New York? I'm t- I'm going out, being like, let's go to New York and run this shit. No, I don't get it. It's fucked. I don't get it. I but, don't get it either. But they don't. They I don't know. go to New York. I know. And maybe maybe their pitch is bad. Like Pat Riley, if Pat Riley was there, yes. he'd be landing guys. And so now who is it? Is it Phil Jackson? Well, can he, he just got there. Okay, so can he land guys? Oh shit! I don't know. If he's I landing. shouldn't have even brought the Knicks up with you. Yeah, I shouldn't have even brought the Knicks. I don't up get with it. You. I don't get why they don't get free agents when I'm, they had when they had cap space. I don't know why they they weren't good. This is the I am Rapport podcast. American Giant sponsors the I am Rapport podcast. Go to American hyphen. Giant.com. Check it out. T-shirts, sweatshirts, American-made, American-manufactured, really good quality, soft, rugged, hoodies, sweatpants, all of it. AmericanGiant.com. American-Giant.com. The slogan for American Giant that we created is American Giant Clothing. Champion. Can't fuck with this shit, yo. All right, let me ask you about fashion in the NBA. Like Now, dudes are looking sharp. Dudes are coming in also looking like, you know, they just came out of Cuba in 1963. Like, the colors are off the fucking chain. But our dudes, now, you, tell me what you know about this. Like, LeBron James, I saw him last night. He had a low-key sweater on. It was good because the game before, he had a full 
turtleneck on and we're in the middle of June. And he was sitting at the podium with Tristan Thompson. Wait, when you said full turtleneck, you brought that shit up to it your was chin. To, it was right to his beard. It looked like it was it looked like it was sort of made to look like a full beard. Like the turtleneck was like dark brown right. or black and it was like growing out of his beard. Uh, all right, and all right. Tristan Thompson had a fucking Zorro hat on. Like he had like he was like a fake Zorro. But like are these dudes getting these 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 big size high fashion things custom made? What do you know about this? No, I, I, I don't you, know. Now you were I, snapping on my shoes. Listen, you're not. I don't see any crowds around you. You got a fucking thermal shirt on that looks like you just came from like cleaning cars. And I'm just saying, <laughs> that's my shit. That's my shit. Like I, do, I put it together. I'm wearing like normal Levi's, some PF flyers, and and the thermal. Like no one's looking at me like. Oh, that dude's fucked up. No, no, no. No. But they're not looking like, yo, I'm going to ask him for fashion No, tips. no, no, because, like, I'm standard. I'm, I'm six and a half to seven and a half every day. Like, those guys with the, with the Zorro hat, they're trying to be nines and tens. I'm not trying to do that. Now, you're, like, solid like me, except for the shoes. Like, you're solid. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, I'm, I'm going out there. Like, I'm good. I okay. can go to the club like this. You're not I, getting into any fucking uh, clubs nah, dressed the way you are right now. Nah, nah, if you weren't Brian Scow, you're not no, getting I am co- Brian Scow, though. Okay, so oh, no, I hear I that's Brian what the Scal. fuck I'm talking about, What do you mean, if I'm not? I am. I, I, you, the I don't know what it's like. If I wasn't this guy, I wouldn't dress like but this. If but we, I happen to be this guy. When you go to the club and they give you, like, yo, the Mamba's... You know that somebody said to me the other day, I swear to God, in New York about two weeks ago, they were like, Scalabrini, what's going on? And I was like... You gotta run that. And I'm like, no doubt. They're like, you playing for the... And that's no one like, what the fuck are you talking about? I'm like keeping it going. Have you ever been mistaken for yeah, me? Yeah. Straight up. Yeah, I, I, I get I take offense to it. Oh shit. But you're like eight years older than me. I'm six foot nine. You're six foot nine, that's like, true. I'm, but I'm thinking like like if are you serious? if Rappaport was six nine, like when he was on Friday, he'd be Debo. Right. You know, he would be the guy. Right. You know, right, like right. I don't understand why but people you people have actually said to you, yeah. Mike Rap. Yeah. And are you like, you're offended by that? Are you nah. offended that by that I'm older? Or are you offended or shocked the fact that they would they would think that you would be somebody as great looking as me? Yeah. Like, what's fucking you up about that? Because like I'm my, known the, for my fucking size. chiseled good looks. The size, like they're like the size. You know, guys on my team used to call me Remy. Yes. <laughs> so you knew that, yes. right? It was the size. Like, how the fuck why would you think that I'm rap? I'm Six not even though for an actor you're big right for an actor I'm tall yeah yeah you're tall there, for there, an actor yeah, I don't want to say big I like I gotta watch out for that, that yeah. kind of conversation no there, there's not there's not that many that are I don't know anybody that's over like the the tallest actor I know is Tim Robbins and Vince Vaughn they're about six four oh dang six maybe six five Tim Robbins is is, is tall six four and a half but that's like monstrous for an actor like most actors are. Not most. I mean, they just vary. But like a tall actor, it's you know six three yeah. is like you peak. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. All right. So this has been great, Scal. And this, this is the I Am Rappaport podcast. It's a worldwide phenomenon. You know right. that, right? Yeah. Are people gonna listen to this? People gonna listen to there's fucking dead. You know that there's a uh, there's a crew called the Rapper Pack. Are people gonna listen to this? This is the fucking podcast. This is the interview that people have wanted to hear for years. Uh, I'm gonna see when does this go up because I want to. It's see- going up this. I might put this shit up tomorrow before the game. You're not gonna edit it. We might put this shit up raw dog without a bag, no cuts. <laughs> Okay, Scal? But you, you didn't answer my question. Real quick, do these guys have this shit custom made? No, I don't think so. I didn't say buy it off the rack, but they have guys that buy it for them. Listen. But like I, Garnett's seven feet. Garnett's a tall Oh, no, Garnett gets all, yeah, yeah. Like all that stuff, I'm sure. Yeah, and he's got ridiculously long yeah. arms. So I'm sure like, I'm sure that some guys get stuff made, but like, 
Russell Westbrook, the, the, all the people wearing the stylish clothes. Yo, but I don't like, know about the turtleneck. I don't yo, know your about man that. LeBron had the fucking turtleneck growing out of his beard. It looked like it. Was, I didn't know if it was like I didn't that know. That hoodie what was, was, going. was solid though. That was solid. That was low key. But here's the thing. Here's a rule that I think should be in place. You got to have a dress code. Whatever you come in wearing, that's cool. It could be fly, it could be jiggy, it could be all that. But when your team gets that ass cracked, you need to change your uniform into something else. Like, you lose game one of the NBA Finals, Tristan Thompson, you can't come out with a Zorro hat on. You cannot come out no, with maybe a maybe fu- he wouldn't have worn it. No, 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 no. Come he in with it? plan B. Come he in with take it? two. He wore it? Wait, wait. You said he wore it for game two, right? He wore it for game one press conference. He had a fucking Zorro hat on. Okay, after they lost. Yeah, okay, I agree with no, you on that. No, you got to tone it down. Yeah. If you could come in hyped, you could come in colorful, you lose, you get in all black and get the fuck out of the building. Yeah, yeah, you just like throw on a Cavs shirt. That's it. Yeah, okay, I'm with you. Like, like I, I agree, Steph Curry ain't going to bring Riley up when when, uh, no. when they lose. Last night, Riley was nowhere, nowhere. to be seen. Nowhere to be seen. And I around. want Riley up there, but it's like, yo. Yeah, you but can, on a loss, that would be no, weird. No, you can't, no. You can't have your beautiful daughter acting a little rambunctious when you just lost game two. Yeah, and you agreed. shot like two for 75 and <laughs> okay. i fuck with steph curry i love him yeah yeah i yeah, love yeah, him yeah, yeah. but but i'm just saying as far as the dress you gotta if you lose you gotta tone it down you gotta tone it down uh, agree agree okay because because the, the, the miami heat they took it so far like they would be up there like they didn't give a shit the big three these guys would be wearing polka dots they, they could lose by 40 they lost game they lost in the finals last year dudes didn't care like put on a black suit answer the questions and fucking leave the yeah. building or throw on a Cavs hoodie throw on a Cavs hoodie or yeah. a miami heat hoodie yeah whatever it was all right, Scal, it's a pleasure. I want to make sure you know. I'm, I'm working to get in shape. I'm working hard. Two days. Two days. Yeah. Because like, I'm, 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 I'm just letting you know now. Be ready. Be I'm ready, ready for what like, I'm bringing. Me, I can handle that kind of stuff. Not like, everyone's going to be. Who on our team do you think might buck up to the system that I'm going to be running? Who, who, like, I'm, I'm interested to see how White Chocolate deals with it. Oh, no, White Chocolate. Listen, 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 White Chocolate. There's no, no, I'm not there's, saying, I'm there's not saying no White is. Chocolate without Mike Rapp. Mike Rapp set off all this shit. So all this fucking Virginia, Randy Moore shit. White Chocolate, you're coming to work under a system that I'm doing, but there's no White Chocolate. There's no fly shit without what I was doing in the 80s and the 90s. I laid the motherfucking foundation. Okay, that's reality. That's re- I, I laid the foundation for this lifestyle. Style. All right, this is the I Am Rappaport podcast, and we're out with my main man, Brian Scalabrini, a.k.a. the White Mama.